the Bible Study Podcast, episode 288. Today, the Bible Study Podcast continues a study of faith. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. We continue the study of faith today by looking at the book of James, as I said we would last week. A little commentary about the book of James. I happen to come from a Lutheran tradition, and Luther was not a big fan of the book of James, called it a pistle of straw. And the reason for that is he was in a fight, as you know, at the time with the Catholic Church about indulgencies. And the whole idea of could you work your way to heaven, or did you rely upon the grace of God to get there? And I definitely come down, as Luther did, on the side of the grace of God, but I think he had the book of James wrong. Because as we look at these particular verses, and these are the verses that he had some trouble with, I don't want you to think of this as a verse about salvation, but so much as a verse about if we have faith, then what? What good is our faith, and what are we supposed to do with it? James 2, verses 14 through 26. What good is it, my brothers and sisters, if someone claims to have faith but has no deeds? Can such faith save them? Suppose a brother or sister is without clothes and daily food. If one of you says to them, go in peace, keep warm and well-fed, but does nothing about their physical needs, what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself, if not accompanied by action is dead. But someone will say, I have faith, I have deeds. Show me your faith without deeds, and I will show you my faith by my deeds. You believe that there is one God, good. Even the demons believe that, and shudder. You foolish person, do you want evidence that faith without deeds is useless? Was not our father Abraham considered righteous for what he did when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? You see that his faith and his actions were working together, and his faith was made complete by what he did. And the scripture was fulfilled that says, Abraham believed God, and it was credited to him as righteousness, and he was called God's friend. You see that a person is considered righteous by what they do, and not by faith alone. In the same way, was not even Rahab the prostitute considered righteous for what she did when she gave lodging to the spies and sent them off in a different direction? As the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without deeds is dead. And obviously Luther had some problem with that faith saving them in the first part, but I think the key of this one is the last verse, faith without deeds is dead. And we talked about that a little in the first two episodes as we talked about faith. It is my understanding that there's a difference between belief and faith. And this is definitely one of those passages that gives me that impression. As James says, you believe there's one God good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. The demons know the presence of God. The demons are convinced with certainty about the presence of God, about the one true God. They are just disobedient. And so clearly faith alone, belief alone, rather, is not sufficient. But faith means something different than just believing. We looked at the verses last time about Abraham being disobedient and being told, why didn't you have faith? Why didn't you trust me? And I think similarly, if we take 
take what God says at face value, if we believe what God says, and then we put it into practice, then I think that is where real faith is born. And so we look at that first set of verses there. If we have faith and no deeds, suppose a brother or sister is without clothes or daily food, you can say to them, keep warm and well fed. But if you don't do anything, they will neither keep warm nor be well fed. Our faith should be faith that calls us to action. Now, I think each of us has to decide the appropriate place to put our faith into action. But I was really challenged a few years back by the book Purpose Driven Life by Rick Warren. And it talked about where is our mission and where is our ministry. And I was somebody who had been teaching in the church I'd been teaching Bible study in the church that I go to for some time. And that was my ministry. That was what I did at church. And then it also asked me, it challenged me, but what is your mission? What are you doing outside of church? How are you taking this faith that you were hearing in this place and putting it into action that will change the world around you? And I think it is useful for us, it is beneficial for us to find both missions and ministries, to have places where we can take the faith that we have at whatever stage that faith is and put it into service. And it might be once a month, it might be every week, it might be every day. I can't tell you for you what is appropriate. And it might be that that faith is put into action raising your kids or in your job or whatever. But I think we should look for opportunities. I think God provides opportunities for us to take this faith and do something with it. And James, as defense, uses Abraham, that when we consider Abraham, when we think about the story of Abraham and Isaac, Abraham is given the promise that he's going to have descendants as many as the stars in the sky. And he has no kids. And he finally gets Isaac after years, after trying to work it out himself by sleeping with his wife's servant and causing all sorts of problems for the future because now we have both the Jews and the Arabs coming from Abraham. But finally he has Isaac. And then God says, okay, I want you to sacrifice Isaac. What a terrible, difficult situation Abraham finds himself in. And yet Abraham believes in God. What he believed would happen, I don't know, but he was faithful to what God told him to do with the understanding that God could raise Isaac from the dead, with the understanding that God would prevent him. Whatever it was that he understood, whatever he thought was going to happen, he understood that God was faithful. He understood that God had been faithful to him and that he was called to be faithful to God. And so he put his faith in action. And we talk about Abraham, we look at that action as part of the faith of Abraham. We talked last week that Abraham, when he was called, left his people, went out to a city whose architect and builder was God. An Abraham that just stays home and says, yes, I believe, is no Abraham at all. A Noah that just subscribes to a few magazines about ark building, but doesn't pick up a hammer and saw, drowns like everyone else. An Elijah who doesn't prophesy, a David who doesn't pick up a sling, all of those things are how we show the faith that is inside us. They're an external statement of an internal state. And that state is a reliance on God and a belief that the promises of God 
are faithful and worth relying on. And the last story we get here is Rahab the prostitute. And that one may be a little less familiar with you. But if you know the story of Jericho and Joshua from the book of Joshua, Joshua is given commands by God to not attack the city of Jericho with its mighty walls, but to march around it for seven days and to blow horns and trumpets and eventually the walls fall. But at one point they send spies in to Jericho to see what's going on. And these spies are sheltered by a prostitute in the city named Rahab. And Rahab saves the spies, sends the people in a different direction who are looking for the spies than where she sends the spies. And she and her whole family are saved because of what she did. She believed that the God that the Israelites worshipped was capable, was more capable than the mighty walls of Jericho that everyone else was putting their faith in. And so she took action. She took radical action. She took, by her contemporaries' accounts, revolutionary action. And so the question for us, I think, is, is there some place where our faith needs to be put into action? Some task, some relationship, some ministry, some vocation that we are being called to, to express and to work out our faith. And that is your homework for this week. And we'll come back next week and we'll talk more about faith. If you have any questions, feel free to send an email to host at thebiblestudypodcast.com. You can also leave a comment on this episode at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. Once in a generation, a podcast comes along with the power and eloquence to inspire us all. This show will entertain you while you wait for that one. Join two best friends, author and former history teacher John Driver and comedian Johnny W. for hilarious and authentic conversations about life, history, culture, faith, and everything in between. You can listen to Talk About That wherever you find your podcasts or at lifeaudio.com. 